You're watching the Tesla Live, live with your host, Mark Cudlin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 305. Here we are, the another new month. We're into May, May 3rd, 2023. Welcome May the to the show. And uh, first in the chat room is David Watts. Hello, David. Yeah, we missed, we missed and Star Wars now, uh, Dana, Dana <laughs> has joined us as well. But uh, let's get to introductions here first. We've got uh, Mr. Casey Green joining us from an undisclosed location in South Carolina. How are you today, sir? Doing all right. That's uh, getting unpacked a little bit. Yeah, I was mentioning before the show. Did some uh, some home maintenance. Replaced six light fixtures with uh, LED fixtures. Some of them recessed, already have LED bulbs. Re recessed feed fixtures or external fixtures. Uh, some were hanging from the ceiling, and so I put them more flush uh, options. And then in the okay. bathrooms, I replaced all of the uh, vanity lights because they were Very rusting. <laughs> and of course, of course, that's with LED bulbs. So right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only yeah. one that uh, that I don't know if I somehow missed them the first time around when I switched the whole house to LEDs or if somebody stole my LEDs and replaced them with incandescents. <laughs> <laughs> was the one in the hallway. So uh, now they're all LEDs again. <laughs> in the party, you got to check people's purses and bags when they leave and make sure they didn't swipe your LEDs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I, mean, I got, they, these, they got, my, I got um, these fantastic 1912 uh, incandescent bulbs. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I pulled up. What is this glass? Uh, but but it, it wouldn't be surprising. Uh, two security cameras and their solar panels were missing, and uh, the wings to mount the TVs to the uh, to the mounts were missing. Very good, very good. Well, and I'm sure not for the most sure person either. I'm sure the improvements will continue. They but, will. Uh, also joining us, we have Mr. Patrick Goner joining us from the West Coast. Looks like it's a sunny day in Oregon. How are you doing it today? It is. Yeah, cranking out the kilowatt hours. Uh, yeah, it's nice over here. Hello, Tesla Nation. Should be a fun show. Let's get rolling. Fantastic. Uh, our first story, Kisa, I'm going to ask you to make sure the audio doesn't happen on our first story. I'm going to show a video clip uh, from the Twitter feed. And uh, let's just share this. This, of course, is going to be a, uh, what is it, a, uh, a car that's pulling the dis disappearing act. So let's see if we can share uh -huh. the Twitter feed. Uh, Boom. You uncheck the audio, right? All right, here, I can do it from here. There we go. Watch here this we... right in the corner. Wow. Whoa, Whoa. Tim, it's gone. <laughs> uh, Derek, it's a guitar case. <laughs> that was a disappearing act, let me tell you. So uh, <clears throat> that was in Taiwan, and uh, it was caught, of course, just by a regular uh, street cam, uh, security cam that they had. But, um, yeah, that, uh, that's something that no Tesla owner would like to see, or I imagine any car owner would like to see that their parked vehicle on the side of the road just uh, pulls one of those tricks you see in a Hollywood movie. It reminds me of the, the bank job with the Mini Coopers, uh, the car disappearing like that. Exactly. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't dropping down into a new boring tunnel? That is how they were going to do it, right? 
that, that was what it did look similar to the, uh, yeah, to the demo. Just, it just folded in and shoot 300 miles an hour that way. Uh, other than the roll, it, did, it looked exactly like the boring demo. <laughs> oh, see, this is, this is the problem. Battery uh, electric cars are too heavy. So that's, that's it's it. totally the EV's fault. That's there it, was some exactly. sarcasm in there if you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's funny you mentioned that, Patrick. I had my uh, my driveway uh, changed to concrete uh, about a year and a half ago. And um, they lay down about uh, about five inches of concrete, I believe it is, uh, to uh, to do a, a driveway that way. And I said to the uh, the contractor, I said, now I own nothing of electric vehicles. They're a lot heavier than regular cars. You realize that? And he guys, the guy looks at me like I'm stupid. And he says, <laughs> he says, you'll be able to park a dump truck on your driveway and nothing's gonna happen. So don't worry about that. Nice. Yes. <laughs> that's the right answer. Not, oh, we didn't think of that. It's yeah, exactly. Oh, that's gonna be close. No, no, no. So I went out and changed my Tesla for a dump truck. So just tested it. <laughs> Yes, uh, electric dump trucks are all electric right. dump truck exactly <laughs> patrick's got our next story and it's about the california participation in the power walls that's right so uh we have talked about last bulb on here before and they track california vpp tesla's vpp in california i should say and they've hit a new milestone so the VPP is now capable, uh, has an energy uh, capacity of 100 megawatt hours. So 100 megawatt hours. In a typical day, a house uses about 30 kilowatt hours. So just you know three orders of magnitude. So this is enough to power about 3,000 homes. And... Uh, this is actually really cool because we've talked about how VPPs can help the grid when there's demand. It's, it's energy on tap. You can use it when you need it. It comes immediately. There's no spin up of some uh, generator or whatever. And um, with California's new NEMS rules, it really encourages you to have batteries. And so there are now... 6,691 homes participating in this with over 7,400 power walls. So uh, the, the bigger this network gets, the more energy there is that the uh, grid can tap into when it's needed. And we've got a hot summer coming. And uh, the, the worst thing about the globe getting hotter, it, I mean, there's lots of horrible things. Maybe this isn't the worst, but, 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 but <laughs> it's bad for a particular reason. As it gets hotter, you're going to need more AC. Well, if that AC is being powered by a fossil grid, that puts more uh, greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, which makes hotter summers. It's, it's a, a bad cycle. And if this means you can be using renewable to uh, run those air conditioners when it's late in the evening after the sun has set, uh, it's all the better. Better than spinning up some diesel generator that was a, a, peak, a peaker plant. Those are some of the worst polluting ones that are out there. And uh, if we can do this instead, it's it's all for the better. Methane turbine or coal plant? <laughs> yeah, definitely not that. Yes, please, please no. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's good to see that this number just keeps increasing on this um, on this uh, pilot program that they're running with the utilities there in California. So yes. uh, you know, it started off with only a couple thousand uh, 
uh, power walls now we're at 6,700 plus. So uh, that's fantastic. The more the merrier. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if it'll get to 10,000. I, I have no real oh, yeah. idea how many, I would imagine just like electric cars that, uh, mm -hmm. that California is probably the king of power walls uh, in number, mm -hmm. I would assume. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see as this continues along as to how many uh, people join uh, that little pilot project. I wouldn't be surprised to see Australia has beat this on, on the installed power walls. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they certainly, especially in South Australia, they've got the, they've got the, um, uh, they've got the high power prices to drive mm -hmm. it. So yeah. uh, that, but then again, California too, right? Like they, yeah, in the, got, in the States, I would say it's definitely um, California or Texas, but I would go with California. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's kind in of Texas, the, Power's cheap, but it's not as reliable. So there's a good reason to have it. And in California, it's expensive. Power's cheap because it's not there. <laughs> you can't build me if you don't use it. Right. It's cheap until it isn't, and then it's horribly expensive. Uh, yeah, that's some, right. some people got some crazy bills. Uh, yeah. $10,000 exactly. for that one night. Yes, indeed. Um yeah, so that's that's great. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll certainly report on this as this uh, continues to go along. They seem to be updating us about once uh, every month or month and a half. So yeah, I think that's when Last Bill does their bulk report. Yeah, there's a there's a saying that that I think applies here. Um, the future's already here; it just isn't evenly distributed <laughs> right now. It's it's bulked in the few places we just mentioned, but I think this is going to be the way. This is the way. <laughs> exactly. And for those uh, in the chat room, um, David has indicated that we're audio is dropping out. I'm just wondering if the others in there, uh, you know, Derek, Hockey Day, uh, June, uh, David, or is anyone else seeing the, the audio drop out or is that working okay? Just let us know in the chat. Yeah, Casey was dropping out for me earlier, but now you're getting a strong signal. When you first started, it was uh, spotty. Okay. Probably because I opened all the articles at one time and my computer was like, whoa. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hockey Day. Uh, Derek, appreciate it. Uh, David as well. Um, let's, uh, let's move on. And this is a story that I just caught um, kind of by mistake. Uh, there was a, um, I guess it was a, an article, well, a video article that was produced by PBS. And Miles O'Brien, uh, who's been one of their reporters for a, an awfully long time. Uh, Miles has been at PBS for as, as long as I can remember. Ever they, since he left DS9. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, <Great> engineer. <laughs> that's a Star Trek joke for those of you that are not in on, the, on it. But uh, Miles uh, decided he was going to do a test on the electric vehicle charging infrastructure out there. And uh, he uh, got himself a Rivian, uh, actually with a Rivian representative, mm -hmm. and walked them through the operation of the vehicle. And they were going to test out charging. And they were going to go from Los Angeles area up to San Francisco. So just over 600, um, 600 miles, I guess it is. Um, and the uh, <laughs> this is where this is difficult because... I applaud him for trying this, but what I what I had a problem with is that there was no planning involved, really. Mm. Basically, uh, he looked at the Rivian screen and it told him places to go for a charge along his route. 
And it took him off his route, took him to different places, took him to chargers that didn't work, took him oh. to places that had issues with um, with uh, the reliability or the speed of the charging. He, he at one point was charging the vehicle for eight hours and he got 88 miles out of an eight hour charge. What was he plugged into 120 a household yeah. outlet? What's he was doing? basically plugged into something that was only producing like 120. Like it, it was oh, just me. It might have been 240 at 20 amps. To be fair, so, there are two things that that, that 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 would work in his favor for this. One, if he had done this in a Tesla, it would have been fine. And two, yes. if he had been anywhere near where the uh, the magic dock was deployed, uh, then Rivian would have put the Tesla superchargers in his in his screen instead. Well, he, uh, you know, there's only two magic right. docks in California, that's, right? That, that's what I'm saying. It's, so he's in the wrong vehicle he, and network he, for this. He was in the wrong vehicle, <laughs> wrong network for what this was doing. So it took him seven stops at Chargers to go 600 miles. What? And Man. it was, and, and he, you know, I, 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 you can watch the video. The link's in the uh, description of the show here. Uh, but uh it was it was painful to watch. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously, not everybody owns a Tesla. Not everyone can have a Tesla. But right. some of the charging, uh, if there was some planning done with this, I know the three of us, we could have done it in a far less time. It wouldn't have taken us two days and seven stops. There, the, the, there, there were things the, that, that went wrong along the way, but he wasn't prepared to deal with it. He didn't have a plan B. It was all it was all just on the fly, and that was part of his problem. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. only do that in a Tesla today. Um, my my question though is, why did it take him seven stops? Isn't the shortest range Rivian like two hundred fifty miles? Right. So uh, yeah, it shouldn't it have been like two. Well, well, the seven but... stops, Casey, were because some of the places he were going, he couldn't oh, get no. a charge. None of the four the, uh... units would work. Uh, yeah, none of them would accept his credit card. There, yeah, there that reminds were... me of the one with like Motor Trend or somebody where they they did like. Uh, diesel versus gas versus electric trucks, and the uh, lightning had a hard time of it because they were going exclusively on electrify America. So, like I know this, especially in California, this can be done, and it can mm -hmm. be done in a uh, a proper amount of time. But it's, it's because he didn't have the advice as to what to do. He didn't have the ability to know that I need. With anything other than a Tesla, I need a plan A, a plan B, and possibly a plan C. Uh, he didn't have phone. those things <laughs> in his in his basket uh, of knowledge. And uh, right. when, when he had a Rivian representative sitting beside him at the start of this uh, piece, I thought, oh, well, the Rivian person is right. going with them. Well, they yeah. didn't. They just told them oh, some man. basic stuff, and they got out of the truck. And then it was it was him and his uh, co-pilot co uh, for the rest of the time. So... There was, it was, it was weird watching it. I was like, I was a bit upset watching it going, how many people is this really misinforming about mm -hmm. the status of electric vehicles and charging uh, in Southern California? Like it was, uh, it, uh, charging was, you know, charging can easily be done in California, probably easier than any other state in the union uh, because of the amount of it. But then again, there's the that a doubling or tripling amount of problems with that charging network that's not Tesla is also present. And that's what this piece really kind of uh, ended up on. So I think a lot of people looked at it and and probably said, oh, electric's not ready. Not yet.
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people uh, uh, either were, you know, just the you know that wasn't in their wheelhouse. They saw that think, oh, this must be terrible, or worse, they they already had made up their minds and they're going to use this against everybody that they know. Uh, like, oh yeah, this doesn't work. It took him uh, twelve hours of charging and six stops to go six hundred miles. I can do that in one tank of Camry. Yeah. <laughs> so it is uh it's kind of disappointing i, I did send yeah. a, a tweet to miles directly uh with the the real facts uh that he he could have seen if he did a little bit more research on the subject but of course i didn't get any response back i wasn't really expecting one but i i could not not send him a, a note now that i knew he had mm -hmm. a twitter a twitter address i sent it to him directly and tried to you know, push him that there, there, are, there are better ways to describe it. And if you had done some pre-planning or yeah. did it in a Tesla, that trip could have been a lot more carefree and a lot faster. Or use the Better Route Planner app. It's free. Yeah. Right. That's, that's and it, and it does take into account yeah. what your car can do. Yeah. Right. Um, Day is wondering if it, perhaps it was a foot piece. And I think it was just incompetence because it is PBS. So unless this guy has taken... Some some funding on the on the on the fly, then uh, then they shouldn't be funded by big oil, not not as well, a, as an ad. Uh, so um, you can question his motives, but the fact that he goes to a place that has four chargers and none of them work—that's a problem. And, yeah, that and that's never not happen. on him. It does, but it should exactly. Never it should never happen. That, that's ridiculous. The infrastructure is something that we rely on. And there should be penalties for those companies that are operating it if it's not functional. You, I mean, we've, we've talked about uptime. If you have it, no network, like there was in 2007 when I started driving EVs, you right. uh, don't count on it and you find ways. Uh, you you a plan uh, stopping at campgrounds or at friends' houses and, and or, or you just, for those drives, you don't take the EV. Uh, so... But, but having one that you think you can use and then you get there and it doesn't work, that's worse than having none in the first place because you yeah. planned on it. And then now now what? You're stuck. Yeah. And since since the launch of the Supercharger Network, I've, I've been to two complete side outages. And, and, and by been to, I mean, I, I take that as a, as, a, as, a, as a loosely because the car knew about them and, and, and tried to push me around them and I still showed up to see why they were down. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's on you. <laughs> so the right, car right. told the, you, and you said, "I'm still going. I don't care." <laughs> well, sometimes it says it's down and it's not. But <laughs> do do but if the, you're a new Tesla owner, or if you're pushed for time, do what I always tell any, any other owner: is listen to the screen, uh, and then once you get a feel for the car, then you can decide to start skipping or or short or short changing stops. But don't don't do what it says in the meantime. Like if it says, "Hey, slow down to get there," trust it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, look at the shirt I'm wearing, Chevy Volt. Why do I think that was a great EV? Because in a, a lot of the parts of the country, there isn't a great infrastructure. So you, if you drive something like this, a plug-in hybrid, you can have it in electric mode for most of your drives and gas when you need to go farther. And uh, I wish GM wouldn't have got rid of it because uh, we're, we're getting to a point where sure you can go all electric in, in certain parts of the country or for certain use cases or depending on your needs. But we're not there. We're like, oh, yeah, everybody should be 100% electric. So a plug-in hybrid for some people is the right right answer. And it's, yeah, this, there's, there's so many things to, to rant about here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, 
I ask people to go take a look at it and, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Send us a note in the Twitter feed uh, or uh, send Miles O'Brien your uh, your spin on it. See if he answers it, you. Be, don't 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 be the Tesla Roddy Elon fan base here. Be no no just and, yeah be be polite and courteous and just let them know yeah. that there are there are other ways uh, to uh, charge a vehicle that uh, will not take you know seven stops in two days. Uh, in order not that I think anybody in our miles. audience is that way, but this just bears being being said. Um, yeah, another does. thing I noticed uh, on this is that the the comments are turned off on their on their little video. So I'm wondering if they had a uh, um, an outpouring of of of, of uh, constructive criticism, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> or if they just turn off all their comments. Maybe <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll have to see. But primarily, the main reason I went from other EVs to Tesla was the charging network. I mean, there's a lot of other cool things with Tesla too. But being able to drive where I need to um, and know it's going to work—that's that's yeah, that's awesome. that's priceless, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. it's something that that allows you to drive carefree. And know mm-hmm. that, especially now uh, that they've increased the supercharger network dramatically from when mm-hmm. uh, when even I started uh, five years ago, it's 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 day and night. But even back at that five years ago, it was possible really to drive cross country several times, oh, yeah. different routes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Never had an issue uh, crisscrossing around. Obviously, there were areas that were not serviced, but in my mm-hmm. case, I was not going to those areas that were not serviced. It's, right. uh, but but today, some of those non-serviced areas were even serviced. So right. it's uh, it's a dramatic difference uh, in five years. Like uh, Arkansas yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, Alabama. Exactly. They were, they were, <laughs> there were holes in the map for a while. Yeah. Uh, on a related note, uh, China now has the non-Tesla supercharger program as well. So yes, they are. They have. Yeah, it's funny. He couldn't do this. I've driven from Portland to San Diego and back a couple times, and it's I, um, not a problem. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that he couldn't go from L.A. to San Francisco uh, is horrible. Yeah. Good yeah, question, I did dude. that trip in, in uh, less time than he did. <laughs> <laughs> Going three times the distance. <laughs> uh, Derek, the uh, coast-to-coast Canadian route is is still improving. Um, they're, they're adding to it as we go along. You can certainly do it. Uh, and there are points in between that they're filling in even more gaps. So, yes, it's improved since they started. And they have the, they have the, the, the along the coast, the, the, the west coast, uh, connected to the, uh, the American one. Pretty much from the beginning. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. And now there's a lot of in-betweens uh, into Manitoba, Ontario, and other places uh, as uh, Saskatchewan. There's there's crossings now all across the U.S. border. Next, Patrick's got a story about a Model S and uh, what was going on with it in Washington. That's right. Uh, sticking to the left coast here. Um, police believe Tesla fire was due to battery no, it wasn't. Turns out it was arson. So uh, th- this is sad that the police just assumed, oh, an electric car's on fire must have been the batteries. Well, after uh, everything was said and done, the owner was able to get to their video as, uh, stored on the system. And I'm as trashed as this car was, I'm surprised they were able to get anything off of it. But uh, it actually showed someone coming up and dumping gas on the car and then lighting it. And I guess they thought, this car doesn't use gas. Well, I'll make it use gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tesla's aren't really compatible with gasoline. 
<laughs> right. Yes. They ran into a compatibility problem. Uh, so this is a Model S that was in Spokane, Washington. Police believed it was a battery fire. Turns out it was arson. And, and looking uh, at the picture, there's no way you could think that was a battery fire because that's not even where the 12 volt battery is. Yeah, the the damage is very much on the surface down, whereas batteries would be bottom up. But um, the whole car. <laughs> we, we we've seen this with um, police and other Tesla incidents where they just assume, oh, it was autopilot, or it was this, or it was that. Yeah. Um, do your job and investigate. Mm. Don't just make assumptions. You're not some idiot on a bar stool uh, who can just talk trash. Uh, you're a professional. Act that way. Uh, so anyway, that was just. Uh, uh, At least so much him, electric cars about... tend to catch on fire. Cool. Yeah, so uh, the, the data is clear. EVs are less prone to fires than gas cars. It's just that every one of them that happens makes the news. It's not the other way around, even though there's more than 100,000 gas car fires every year. Uh, so anyway, there's this, there's this bias of, of what data you're being fed. And if you're not aware of it, you're just going to assume that's the truth, and uh, that's not the truth. Exactly. Good to point out, though, because uh, those, false, those false rumors uh, <laughs> certainly do not get corrected by media outlets. Uh, they yes. just let it roll. So yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's good. Uh, it's good to point it out when it is actually factual as to what happened. Next, uh, Casey has got a story about the Model Y and a bit of a price reduction, depending on which one you're buying. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, Tesla massaged all their prices worldwide um, recently. And uh, the article is about uh, they dropped the price on the most spacious Model Y. Um, <laughs> so on Sunday, I, uh, I took issue with the, the phrasing of this. Why don't they just say the most capacious, the most number of seats? <laughs> Um, I would not call the seven-seat Model Y the most spacious, but either way. Oh, see, so, uh, uh, yeah, I would go the other way. If you take the seats out, there's more actual space. Maybe not seating, but cargo space. And right. So, yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, and, you know and I would, I would, I would challenge anybody to ask a person that resides in those uh, third seats as to how spacious <laughs> it actually is. It isn't the a small child. Yes, for children. Yes. Um, yeah. The, 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 my argument Sunday was that um, that it actually has less space than the five seat Model Y because you lose those storage compartments where the seat back would be, um, where the seat back is. There, there are actually compartments for you on on the standard Model Y. Uh, so so basically, they dropped the price on the seven seat option. So it's now three thousand from four thousand. Uh, but then they changed Which the prices of everything else in the fleet. So right. <laughs> The, the third row started as a three thousand dollar option, and then went up to four k. Then went up to four, and now it's back to three. Yeah, but like we keep yeah. saying, if if, if you and if then, you have the and budget the and you like, see something you like, yeah, like get it when it's said, available. It all changed again just uh, just the other night. So yeah. uh, <laughs> it is a moving target, uh, and sometimes in this case, uh, the price moved twice in one week uh, on the Model Y uh, th third row. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, wow. for those of you who are interested in following along, man, move when you see it uh, works for you. Yeah, I mean, I can guarantee mm -hmm. you it's going to change, but will it change in your favor? And will the features you want still exist? Yeah, it's as volatile <laughs> as their stock price. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Derek says, basis for babies and small children. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> next, I wanted to show a photo that uh, someone had posted on Twitter that uh, we had shared on our feed, uh, which was kind of interesting that I didn't even know was there. Um, uh, it's the kilowatts that shared it. And uh, let's, some good stuff. let's just share this right here. Brian's everywhere and, and crew. Oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really good at this, obviously. He's looking for the button. <laughs> there it is. Uh, that's not the photo I was looking for. Hey, well, while Mark's uh, <clears throat> showing you there uh, our, our Twitter feed, you should check us out on Twitter. The Tesla Life, all one word. Here you go. <clears throat> Here it is. Oh, so the kilowatt shared this photo, and, and he was actually surprised uh, by saying, when did the uh, congestion mapping show up on the Tesla app? Right. And uh, you can see the different colors on the route. So it's, it is showing uh, congestion. And uh, I quickly jumped onto my app to see if I had it. And uh, no, my, my line was blue all the time until I read the fine print. If you're actually driving, the congestion oh. mapping appears. If you're not driving, it's just the regular blue line. But if I'm driving, I'm not looking at the map in the app. I'm looking at the app on the <clears throat> map on the screen. Well, <laughs> it, it, yeah, uh, but it also could be passengers could look that's at true. congestion if they wanted to. Um, but this is, uh, that's what I thought was a little bit funny, was uh, why would they just do it when you're driving? But maybe that's well, data, data polls, and um, they're just feeling that uh, there's no need to show that if you're not going to be driving. Maybe, Maybe one of you two let your kids drive the Tesla instead of their uh, more close to home range vehicles, and uh, they uh, <laughs> they gave you the excuse, "Oh, I'm I'm late because of traffic." Okay, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're thinking that if you are doing, if you're in the app, you're doing route planning. That doesn't mean you're going to leave right now. Uh, so showing you traffic uh, at this moment for a drive you're going to take tomorrow or uh, four hours from now might not uh, be of any value. But, and if they're paying for that congestion data, and uh, like you said, that's more data pulls, that, that would, might increase their costs. I don't know. But, yeah. but if, you're, if you're already driving, you've got it in the car. Well, you know what, though? Like you said, if right. it's another data pull, they can just copy the one that the car's already done. Exactly. So yeah, if you're driving, they've already got that data as part of your account that's up to date for the drive you're on so, so they can populate it. If you're just on your app, they're not going to pull that data and it's not needed um, and it might not even apply. So why? Maybe it's not even them being cheap. Maybe they're not licensed for it to be on a mobile app. Yeah, could be. <clears throat> yes. Copy it from the car. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm amazed it's there. Uh, no, no one picked up on it until a week later. But uh, you're not supposed to use your phone and drive. The autopilot yeah, that's, your points off. Maybe that's, that's it. That's the appropriate response. What are you doing looking at your phone while you're driving? <laughs> but uh, again, glad glad to see they keep updating this thing. It, it's going to be a fully functional app, obviously, uh, before they're done. So uh, more and more things are coming, I'm sure, to make it more robust for a person that doesn't own a Tesla. They can do all the Tesla things on their phone uh, instead of having to have the Tesla. And of course, it's going to direct them to those superchargers as they start uh, appearing uh, with the magic dock, uh, more and more of them. So, hmm. 
if they don't have a Tesla, does the phone figure out they're driving just off GPS uh, speed and location changes? Yep, I bet it does. Uh, yeah. Mr. O'Brien could have been like, computer, show me the routes to get here with this newfangled car contraption. <laughs> and it would route it. <laughs> Beam me to uh, Los Angeles. Beam right. me, yeah. <laughs> Talk about getting there quick. Sorry, exactly. the Worldwide Transporter Network is offline. <laughs> uh, next, I want to talk a little bit about, um, ah, yes, Texas gives Tesla another kick in the pants. This this, uh, this is a story that uh, happened this week where Tesla has decided that now EVs uh, are going to have to pay a registration fee once a year for $200. So uh, that's for their licensing fee. And uh, we saw this happen in Georgia and other states. Uh, I think Georgia is even a little higher. I think they're at 225 I think most states are higher. Georgia, Massachusetts, Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina. And and I don't mind having to pay a registration fee like everybody else is covered uh, because, mm -hmm. of course, they're contributing to gas taxes. That's fine. I, I understand that. But what I have a problem with is why are you taxing a EV at the rate that a Hummer would pay in right. gas tax? Higher usually. Um, usually way higher, unless that Hummer is doing 80,000 miles a year. Uh, I, I would be fine with it if it matched, um, like, say, an Audi A6 or A8, another large SUV, or in the case of the Model 3, um, sorry, SUV, large sedan, uh, Model 3 should be at the, it's only like 200 pounds heavier than, than, a, than a BMW 3. So the, the, the way that all these states have done the fees is, is not proportional to, to the damage done to the road, not proportional to uh, what they've lost in gas revenue. Yeah, right. it just seems to be a tax grab. Uh, there in the comments, uh, uh, David has indicated that Illinois is two fifty one a year. You know, the, like this is this is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, five hundred in South Carolina and Virginia. That's five hundred. Is it's wow. at, at that that's point? That's not even the highest. Some places get charged seven fifty. Oh, that's that's <laughs> unbelievable. Is it? Can you do a class action lawsuit against your state? No, I don't know how that, I don't think you can, but there's something needs to be done. That is ridiculous. But mm -hmm. like you said, Mark, paying your fair share, I'm all for that. We need to use the roads. We need the roads to be maintained. Uh, I have absolutely no problem paying my fair share. Now what's yeah. ridiculous is when they go well beyond that. And this is more than you would have paid in gas tax. And sometimes and, double, and with triple, the gas tax, you're not spending it all in state. You're spending some of it in other states when you travel. Right. Yeah, um, that's ridiculous. If yeah. if they want to move to something that's fair, uh, to have everyone report their odometer on their state taxes every year, and you pay a certain amount uh, based on the weight of your vehicle or or whatever metric, and, and do that instead, and that don't have gas taxes at all. Uh, do it the way Virginia then, did, asking me for my freaking Tesla credentials. Screw that. Oh no way! Yeah, I'm not gonna let someone else log it. No, <laughs> no, you're not logging into my car. Um, no, not gonna happen. Like if Tesla made an API, I might consider it. But no, I'm not giving you the the actual ability to open my garage door, uh, open my doors, move my car. No, no. Uh, so ho ho Hockey Day is asking a question here. Um, EVs are heavier. Does that result in more road damage? And um, if you do the math, uh, the the it's almost irrelevant. The 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 real road damage is coming from large trucks. Uh, I mean, eighteen wheelers. 
and and snow tires uh, chains um it, uh, vehicle weight is it's it's like mark with your concrete driveway it, it doesn't matter if you have a two-ton truck on there or uh, or a three-ton it's it's well below the threshold of uh what that would cause any damage <laughs> yeah look they can fall right through the road yeah we just saw that call back to the video yeah we just saw that we were fighting a legion battle here guys that's more than a pothole. <laughs> um, but it also depends on the EV and its manufacturer, because like the the Hummer EV has got a battery pack that weighs more than a Honda Civic, but the Model Three, like we, like I mentioned earlier, weighs just a couple hundred pounds, like two hundred or so pounds more than 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 the corresponding BMW, and and some of the short range cars, like like not necessarily like the hundred mile, but the just shorter range versions of all the various models available, uh, they either equal or, or are lower than uh, their, their compatriots. Yeah, I wonder how much our little Chevy Spark EV weighs. It's got to be lighter than a lot of gas vehicles. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if it'd be lighter than a Spark. It might be oh, on no, not, Yeah, it's probably, yeah, but it's not a long-range vehicle, so it's not going to have a, a, a lot of batteries that are super heavy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's proportional, though. Again, not... I don't have a problem with paying our fair share. It's just that, mm -hmm. you know, certainly in my mind, 200 or in others, 750 sounds absolutely prohibitive uh, and is not a fair share. It's, 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 it's weighted it's the other way. 750 in gas taxes in one year in one state. And, and that's not some sort of like taxi driver or Uber driver or something. Yeah. And it's especially ridiculous that some of the states actually have incentives to get you to buy an EV. Yeah, and then this is effectively we'll take trying to take it you. away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they give you an incentive and then they try to claw it back in two years. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Next, uh, last week we touched upon uh, finding out that uh, there was a new special Model Y coming to Canada, and that, of course, is to unlock the tax incentives for the Model Y, which is great. Mm -hmm. uh, we also heard that it was probably coming from China. They're going to be shipping that Model Y uh, standard range from China, rear-wheel drive, uh, to Canada to sell uh, for the... We also heard this week that there may be some Model 3 standard ranges coming from China to Canada as well. So that's a change. Uh, we've been getting everything else from Fremont to, to this point. I am wondering if uh, there's going to be a difference in Fremont in the number of Model Ys or Model 3s that they're actually selling standard range that come from that factory. Or if there's something else uh, that's happening where maybe they're, they're going to drop the Model 3. The problem is, is that Canada isn't a large market, right? We're, we're relatively small. We can be tacked on almost like an additional state. So I'm not really sure why those Model 3s possibly now may be coming from China as well in the standard range in the LFP battery pack. Um, this is kind of a surprise. Um, maybe this is going to be corrected by Tesla. Maybe this is a short-term thing. Not really sure. Tesla hasn't commented on this story at all. So we're going to keep an eye on it. But uh, we heard this uh, this week, uh, and it's kind of a surprise. So we thought we'd mention it. Maybe they would just fill in the ship, because you don't want to send half a ship if you've ordered a whole ship. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird. So... We'll have to see if this, uh, don't, don't if this continues. And, of course, it's going to be easy to find out because right on the VIN number, 
there's an indicator as to what factory it comes from. So it's right. not it's not like mm -hmm. they can hide it. It's no. going to be there for anyone to see uh, when they purchase or are about to purchase their vehicle. That VIN number is going to be present. Do you know who can't see it? The drone army. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can't get that close. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping it's just because they were filling the shipload because uh, if they were to try to do like, a, like put some of them in, in there for China to go to Canada and then put some of them to the U.S., they can't really sell them in the U.S. right now because all of a sudden these units are $3,500 more expensive than the one right next to it. Right. Yeah, because of the uh, the tax incentive would not count definitely on a car right. that was made at Shanghai. Yeah. So with the Shanghai battery, like, why should yeah. I get this one? It costs more. No, just you know, why? Hmm. But this one exactly <laughs> the same is thirty five hundred dollars less. I wonder which one I'll pick. Right. Well, yeah. Use tax tax credit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This. Casey, can you comment on this story about a tennis star with a Model X? that ran into an issue. Do you know about this story or, or no? This one is new to me. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, we've, we've seen cases like this before where folks have used the Tesla app and, and retrieved their cars or directed the constabulary to, to find their, their vehicle. Or in one case, we found it in the middle of the ocean. Well, not the middle of the ocean, but, you know, uh, <laughs> in a container ship in cell phone range. Yeah, it doesn't ping in Mariana's Trench at all. It doesn't ping well at all. <laughs> No, but this uh, story is about uh, tennis star Nick uh, Kyra Kyroglas. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's uh, go with a very that. green model Model X. That he yeah, got a very green, a very lime green Model X. <laughs> but apparently, his mother was uh, robbed at gunpoint, and then asked to open the car. And when the thief realized the vehicle was not what he was thinking it was. He got the mother to show him how to put it into drive so he could take off. Uh, take off running. Uh, yeah. So uh, he gets the uh, the quick I, refresher no, course. Don't don't blame the mom for not running. She was at gunpoint. No, no yeah. No, I'm not absolutely. blaming mom for not running. I'm just saying that, yeah. that if this happens to you, um, they're saying that likely likely if you just run away, they, they'll, they'll either sit there frustrated or they won't have the time to bother with aiming and shooting in general. So, so the mom, you know, after she's after the guy leaves, she quickly gets on the phone, calls Nick, lets her lets her son know what happened, Next and Nick thing. fires up the app and uh, puts it into uh, speed uh, limited eighty kilometers an hour first. Right. Yeah. And Slap then them right uh, into ballet mode, and then yeah, they can't. Uh, and then calls yeah. the uh, police and starts relaying the position of the vehicle as it's going along. So uh, Nick helped the police uh, get to it, find it. And confirm it was his car, and uh, the the thief was quickly apprehended. Uh, and tased. <laughs> An important <laughs> point: they, the cops well, tased the they, guy. They couldn't shoot him because <laughs> they're in Australia. Um, the latest dumb actually, criminals. If you don't know one, enough how to even start the car and get it into drive, you shouldn't be stealing it. Come on. <laughs> right. Especially something quite so green. I mean, like that just stands out. I'm looking for a lime green car. Um, yeah, one of my first videos on the channel after uh, bringing it back uh, was on this feature uh, of uh, you can when you try to disenroll the, the Tesla from the Tesla app, it'll ask you your password. Uh, so uh, that's that's a step up from what it used to do, where you could just turn off the uh, the monitoring and, and remove the car from the apps uh, without having to enter a password or, or be a Tesla tech, which 
was was quite an oversight and it's good to see that this uh helped this guy out him and his mom get the car back yeah derek points out that that car is electric green <laughs> <laughs> of course it is <laughs> way to go derek with the dad jokes doing well doing well if you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up, not just for that joke, but for all the jokes you've heard tonight. Uh, we would appreciate the thumbs up. And if you haven't already, please press that subscribe button and help us out. And uh, with that, on to our next story. And I think Patrick can take this one as well, because it's from his neck of the woods in uh, Marysville, Washington. Oh, right. Um, another left coast story. Uh, <laughs> let me pull that one up. So Tesla quietly secures a new facility but its purpose remains a mystery. Right? <laughs> yes. So this is in Marysville, Washington, which is just north of Seattle. And um, so we know that Tesla is trying to grow as fast as possible. There's going to be a couple million more Teslas on the roads this year. And uh, that means they're going to need more storage for whether it's a delivery center or parts, uh, a new service center. Who knows what this is going to be? But the fact that they are uh, securing new locations is uh, should not be a surprise to anybody. And uh, the only mystery here is what's this one going to be? Yeah, it's kind of similar to um, the one that was um, signed up for uh, just north of St. Louis. Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of similar. So maybe, you know, maybe this is, yeah, yeah, it's the unsold cars. That's where they're going. David, David's got the story for us. Absolutely. That's right off Tesla Q right there. Yeah, that's what, that's exactly. <laughs> exactly. The mounds of unsold cars to be stored somewhere. <laughs> they're actually renting space because, you know, it's it's not enough to burn money at both ends by just making and not selling the cars. You got to <laughs> buy a place to place them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, yeah. it's, it's I, my bet is some sort of distribution center that they're that they're they're locking down key areas of the country uh, based on travel uh, and the ability to uh, logistic wise move things. I don't you know, I don't think it, it could be some sort of a factory spinoff, like maybe it's another mega pack like in Lanthrop. Uh, maybe it's something along that line. But my bet's going to be on some sort of parts network. Um, that they're putting together. And I think that's what was happening in St. Louis as well. We still haven't heard, but uh, that's that's mm -hmm. my guess. They're all great circles uh, around uh, from the Tesla factories to these random places in the range of the Tesla Semi and, and, and see what you find out. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, what this one's going to be, but 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 here they uh, in uh, Tigard, they built a new service center. And we already had one in downtown Portland, but now having one on the west side uh, just makes it a whole lot easier than getting to downtown. So I was quite happy to have one on, on my side of town. It's, it's a lot easier now if I need to go get service. And um, I haven't actually been there yet. Cars don't need service enough. In fact, I think I'm going to make some. Just I'll, go change this air filter. It doesn't need it. But I just wanted to come visit you guys. And, and I'll bring you a six pack. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the service center on a saturday good times that's living the tesla life <laughs> that's living the tesla life for sure absolutely i'm only showing up because i just wanted to visit the guys at the service center i don't really have nothing for them to do so i got them to change out a filter that i've already done in my driveway <laughs> and i brought donuts <laughs> don't, don't forget on the model x there's a, the uh, reusable filter available from uh, uh omu oh 
Take See it out, blow it out, put it back? Uh, not that kind of reusable. Uh, Tesla makes you throw away the housing and the mount and everything on the Model X. And on the Omeo, you just rip out that filter material and then put in this new uh, insert. Oh, keep, keep the housing and stuff uh, yeah, the okay. same. Okay, that's a good idea. Less, yeah. less waste. Absolutely. I mean, you only have to do it every four years. That's nice. really good. So twice in the life of the car. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> this, of course, is the return of the Model 3 long-range all-wheel drive. So it showed up just uh, the other day in the order screen uh, in the U.S. It's now available. I didn't check Canada. I could have kicked myself. I was supposed to check it before the show, but I didn't. But uh, that is now available again. And there's there's something a little bit strange about this car. Um, it's got a 325-mile uh, rating for range, okay, which is normal from what I believe it used to be, or close anyways. But the weird thing is that they indicate that it's not available for the full federal credit. It's only available for half the credit. So hmm. that would indicate to me the battery's got to be different. It can't be made uh, in Nevada if uh, that's the case. This is not a 2170 battery made by Tesla uh, in, in the United States. After the last part. Uh, so, spe speculation is that uh, these could be uh, the LG or Samsung cells uh, that the Tesla does consume great quantities of, uh, and then since they aren't made in the states, they would not qualify for uh, being a free trade uh, partner, and you would lose that part of the credit. They are still assembled into packs and assembled into the whole car here in the states, so they, that part still is retained. So that's kind of a surprise. Um, but again, we knew that Tesla was in the throes of buying every type of battery that they could because mm -hmm. of battery constraint, right? So they were taking every different type they could. And this version of the Model 3 has now been off the market for over a year, I believe. Uh, it's been not available since Elon's tweet uh, over a year ago indicating that the wait lines or queues were too long Mm -hmm. And it was being taken off the menu because you can't order a car and wait over a year for it. Although I would beg to differ. I ordered a car and waited over two years. But <laughs> that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, that's, is it three? That, that is something uh, that's kind of interesting. That uh, Yeah, the, the battery must be coming from another source outside of the U.S. Otherwise, why would it not qualify for the full credit? Yep. Uh, folks, I think I waited folks, longer than you even, Mark, because I wanted the all-wheel drive version. Yeah. Ah, yes, you did. Yep. Yeah, because that, that that was not the first one that was out the gate. Right. Yeah, folks have uh, have, have uh, compared the weights and, and found that th it does match the uh, the non-LFP packs in other countries uh, pretty closely for weight. So it's, uh, it's definitely a normal so that battery. That, that, that most likely it's it's... Maybe the, it would be the 2170. It's just that it's assembled elsewhere. Right. Or sourced elsewhere. Assembled here. Oh, we're bragging about wait times. And David points out that uh, we need, none of us ordered a Roadster. <laughs> Those poor people have been waiting right. five years and some yeah. with, with big deposits. And, and then to be told partway in, oh, the price is going up, by the way. That too, yeah. Uh, I thought that my Model 3 was uh, three years and, and a number of minutes uh, from when I ordered it. <laughs> Three? No, it wasn't three years, was it? 
Mine was, was. mine was 24 months. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 26 months total. You said model. You said model Y, Casey? No, model three. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I ordered a model three um, before I got my model S, and that yoinked me to the front of the line. <laughs> I, I ordered it the day after the uh, the reveal, and that was mm -hmm. 26 months uh, for it to come in. Maybe it was only two years and some minutes then, because uh, I, I was standing in line before we knew what they looked like. Yep. I, I had to see what it looked like before I put my deposit down. I, I had to see. <laughs> well, see, so. I made that mistake with the Cybertruck, and I ended up on the second day doing that. <laughs> uh, well, with that, uh, yeah, that's... Um, Let's see what else have we got here. That's that's the last story of the night. But um, I oh, want to leave yet if you're watching, because there's, there's one thing I'm gonna there's a, I'm gonna do a little reveal later when it gets to. Okay, Go ahead, Mark. Very just, good. Yeah, to trying to keep people around. They can't run off. So <laughs> right. um, so if you uh, haven't already, please give us that thumbs up on the video, press that subscribe button, and follow us through the week uh, on our two feeds: uh, Twitter at the Tesla Life, and of course. Our Facebook feed, uh, which uh, Patrick narrates, which is the Tesla Life numeral one. And uh, you can follow what happens between the weeks of the show. But with that, let's move to shout outs. And uh, since Patrick's got something for us, we'll let him go first. Oh, all right. So I don't know if any of you guys noticed that thing right there. Oh, right there. I'll just, I will go get it. And that's not a giga beer, is it? Dun, 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 dun. Yes, it is. <laughs> I got some Giga beer. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I knew I would have brought my Tesla shot glasses. That, they came that, out as well. <laughs> now, is, that, is, that a, is that an actual bottle? Yeah. Yes. So it's a glass bottle and it's oh. wrapped in black plastic. So underneath this is clear glass. And uh, I haven't opened one yet. I'm going to open one with some friends on Friday. Yep. Giga. Very cool. Yeah, and there's some other small print you'll probably never be able to see on the camera right there. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, you can barely see it in person. <laughs> ha ha. Uh, Proust. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now, there you go. Now, uh, were you able to get that just through an online order, or did it come through um, a different way? I have a friend yeah, in sources. Munich. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Yep, and uh, so... Uh, um, he ordered it and then um, packaged it up and wrote in English and, and, and German on the on the customs receipt, three bottles of beer. And uh, uh, he said, you might never get this. Customs might grab it here. They might grab it there. They might make you go down and pick it up in person and show your ID and pay um, duty and uh, um, because it's alcohol. So I said, I'll take the chance. And he said, all right, good luck. As long as you pay me for the shipping and, and the beer, <laughs> it's on you. And, uh, and it showed up. And in fact, the, the, uh, so it went from DHL to USPS and, uh, I had a tracking number so I could see when it went through customs in New Jersey. And, uh, then when the, uh, mailman delivered it to me, he was like beer from Munich. Oh man, I was stationed in Munich. They have some great beer. Uh, let's open one. <laughs> he was kidding around, but it was, yeah, he was excited to, to hand me a, a, a package of beer. <laughs> wow. There you go. So a three yeah. pack, huh? That's interesting. Yeah. So, the funny uh, thing is when I asked my friend, I'm like, hey, there's some beer that I can, um, you can only get in Europe. Can you get some and send it to me? He's like, sure, I'll grab you a six pack. And then, then, then he wrote back, oh my God, I'm, what price is this? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he took back that I'll grab you a six pack. And 
you're lucky you got three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yes. Uh, yeah. If if there would have been more, I would have said take one out and keep it for yourself. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of feel a little bad for it, but just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> milliliters is it? Oh, I don't know. Or uh, it's in milliliters. Three hundred and thirty milliliters. Wow, 30. Okay. Beer, so alcohol, 5% A it doesn't say ABV. It says ALC, 5% by volume. So your standard can of pop is 355 milliliters. So just about the size of a yeah. can of pop. 355. You got it. Right. Oh, I can't get it to focus, but yeah. yeah. I mean, his country doesn't use freedom units, so it's a lazy fan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's less than 12 ounces in this in this bottle. Yep. Well, you'll have to uh, report on it next week and let us know how it tasted. I will, and and um, uh, don't get your hopes up. I'm I'm going to be a biased reviewer because this is Oregon. We love beer here, <laughs> and Germany has some very very strict rules on on they don't allow creativity or innovation in their beer. I'm just going to come out and say it. So as far as I'm concerned, German beers are decades behind, uh, but. Oh, okay. So you you're not going to let that eat in. your thought, though. That's... <laughs> you're not trying to be unbiased, and I will fail horribly. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Anything else you wanted to uh, let us know? How about sure. Um, I blog at carswithcords.net. You can check that out. I have a post on what makes Tesla different in their product development cycle that I thought was actually really cool. And um, it explains a lot, it explains a lot of how their culture is different and how that makes them able to adapt and, and uh, innovate faster than the legacy guys could ever even consider. And we, we've heard that kind of stuff from um, uh, Sandy Monroe, how, oh, the, I, I tore it down this year and I tore it down a year later and it's got so many changes in it, things that would have taken five plus years for a, another auto company to do. Well, this blog post explains how that is able to be done. And I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeba.org. Check it out. Thanks. Very good. Casey, what do you got going this week? On Sundays, you can catch me here at uh, youtube.com at Casey Green. It's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. And it's very much like this, except uh, the, the, the scope is a little, not just Tesla, but there's still a lot of Tesla there. So uh, hope to see you there. And you didn't mention about the new supercharger in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, that just opened this week. Oh, it opened. It I opened been down that way. Wow, there you go. I'll, have go, I'll have to go visit it. Uh, it's a little out of the way for me, but it's it's uh, it's it's not too far from the Costco. So I have to go visit. It's, it's in the South End, I believe. It is. End. It's over in uh, what we call West Ashley. They get real upset when we call the other side East Ashley. They're like, there's no uh. such thing. I'm like, well. That's the Ashley River, right? Is is it east? We're on the west side. It does have an east side and a west side, yeah. (laughs) No, that's Uh, North Charleston. Well, what's the other side? What's the bank over there called? North Charleston. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very good, very good. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Again, press that uh, thumbs up button, and we will get together next week and find out what's happening in the Tesla life. A future free from fossil fuels. Exactly. Oh, we got it. Electrify all of this. <laughs> <laughs>